hands on deck, Miss Garvey made it because we're going to set sail. Hey, we'll have to that, uh, uh, what's that meme where they showed the last two Super Bowl uh, logos and the colors of the teams that played? And it's red and purple for this year. Does that mean Niners, Ravens, or does that mean Tampa Bay, Ravens? So, looks like we're off to a good start, man. Hate to be a Packers or Lions fan. Pirates we are born, pirates we still be. We live on our ship, out on the sea. We rape and plunder every warner gets in our way. That's what happens in an average pirate day. Buck Bros, welcome back to the podcast and a happy one at that. The Bucks take on the Eagles, winning 32 to 9 in the Super Wild Card Weekend. Buck Bro Ryan here, breaking it down with you guys, as always, with my fellow Buck Bros, Zach, John, and Bryce. Guys, we said we had a chance and we said our keys to the game. Looks like we made that a reality. Just a great performance all around from all of your Buccaneers. How'd you guys like the game? And how are you guys feeling after we push on to the divisional round? I feel great. This is one of the best games I've seen out of this team all season. We looked dominant on both sides of the ball. There wasn't really any let up. Uh, we only made a few mental errors. Baker looked incredible. The defense looked strong. Kalijah Cansey looked great. You know, every... It was everything you really wanted to see out of this team. And that team that showed up is capable of – that's a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, other than the Ravens, I don't know if there's a team that I would be scared to face that's left in the playoffs at this point if we play like that. Uh, that was a great overall win for the whole team. Yeah, for sure. Great performance, like you said. John, Zach, what were your thoughts? Well, uh, I wasn't at the game, um, but from the couch, uh, it looked really stellar. Um, the defense dialed up blitzes constantly and did not let up uh, and really challenged the play calling of the Eagles to see if they'd make an adjustment. They didn't, and they didn't convert a third down. They looked atrocious in those situations. They went backwards a ton. Uh, it, was, it was really nice to see a bulls blitz scheme getting home i all season you know it's bulls so he wants to blitz he's going to blitz but it it has not been that effective in a while and it was awesome to see it is reminiscent to john's point of some of those schemes we would see on, on the way to the super bowl a few years ago so that's very promising you know time will tell if that's more product of the opponent than our execution well i mean we'll find out i think in a few days here, uh, but defensively, I am elated to see us completely cripple that team, make them one-dimensional. I mean, they didn't run the ball at all. They rushed for what felt like a thousand yards. We played them earlier in the season. They were scared to run the ball. They felt like they had to push it, and it played right into our hands. So, to me, one of the better defensive performances I've seen. I'm glad it came when it came, and then offensively. Ryan, I mean, you say it like every week, it, this offense will go as Baker goes. And when Baker is feeling himself, the offense is feeling itself. And it was clear that even with us leaving points on the board with bad drops, I mean, the game could have been out of hand, realistically. It could have been really over in the first half if we just connected a couple times. But Baker looked great. Uh, it's awesome confidence to take into the next round. He seems to be embracing the road warrior underdog kind of persona uh, based on his comments after the game. So I am flying high for sure. Yeah. And I like it in some to both of your points was, you know, the defense feeds off of the energy as well as Baker in his comments post game said Tampa came out, Tampa showed up and our very own was there showing up for Tampa buck bro price at the game. Let's just ask, how's the game, man? Hey, broadcasters. Oh, guys. I mean, this was a, a, a game. I wouldn't say a game time decision, but this decision to go to the game came Saturday night as I was watching another team that I was rooting for just absolutely drop the ball. But I was like, you know what? Haven't gone to a game this season. I got a chance to to 
you know, not only go see the game, but to get down on the field pregame um, and kind of experience what playoff football is like at Raymond James Stadium. Never been before to a playoff game, so I was stoked. Uh, got there kind of when the gates opened. Um, There's a lot of energy. It was a very energetic game just from the get-go. I mean, it was probably one of the busier tailgates I've seen uh, at Raymond James Stadium, just kind of walking down to the to the Ray J, get down the field, you know, they've got it all decked out. Everybody's down there. Energy's just popping. You know, the, the Eagles come out on the field and they're warming up. And I had a chance to kind of see them because that's where my field access was, was over on that side of the tunnel. And I just had this feeling like, you know, the Eagles, you know, they're here, but they're just kind of here. You know, they're running through these drills. I don't see a whole lot of emotion. Uh, you know, Hertz comes out and he's throwing some wobbly passes, you know, as they're warming up. Now it's just warm-ups, right? So you can't, you know, take anything with a, a grain of salt, but I thought I knew we were in for a, a good game for the Bucks at least when Warren Sapp came over and he was coming down the sideline and he, the Eagles were about to go into the tunnel and he just walks right over to where they're about to get in the tunnel, just starts staring at him. Uh, like just start staring at him, mean mugging him. He's looking at the the spectators on the field, trying to get us pumped up. And I'm like, okay, Warren knows. I think, I think we're in for a good game. So obviously what a game to be at. Um, we'll definitely go down as one of my fondest memories as being a Bucks fan. Uh, it was so fun. The stadium sounded live out of the TV. Was it, I mean, was it a good energy? Was it, I mean, it sounded like Tampa with all the flags and everything. It sounded like we were producing a lot of sound out there. Oh yeah. There was a lot of energy. Like I said, just from the get go, like before the game, during the game, um, you know, and I won't say it was like, Obviously, there's a lot of Eagles fans, right? Like, there was a lot of green in the building. But at least it wasn't, like, 80% Eagles fans and 20% Bucks, or, you know, where it's mostly Eagles fans. Like, you know, Bucks fans, for the most part, showed out, and they they put it on. You know, like, they they, uh, they had the energy feeling from the get-go, too. Um, it got really loud in Ray J when the, the Eagles had the ball. I mean, they, it definitely impacted them, I believe. It, it just was a lot of fun. And, yeah, the flags made it just funner, you know. <laughs> I, I, I took a couple home with me. Well, that's awesome, man. At least one of us got to go to a game. I know we went to a preseason game, but those, those don't count. <laughs> you know who that preseason game was? It was against the Ravens, you know, so the Super Bowl favorites. And we came out victorious in that one. I was so like, we won that one. Maybe it's a harbinger of things to come. Well, I, you know, something I was thinking about when I was watching the game was, like, all of our keys to the game were things that happened. You know, we said, start fast. You want to see Dave Moore um, and some of the wide receivers, the wide receiver three and four. They had big games, like John said. We contained Jalen Hurts. So I think everybody got what they wished for when we did the pregame assessment uh, and the Bucks put it on. So, again, a great performance by them. And uh, there are a couple of numbers to prove how good of a performance this is. So, I've got three by the numbers for you guys. And it's going to be two numbers separated by preposition. Um, and to kind of give you a sense, I'm going to give you the first one. And this is the easiest one. We have zero for nine. Third down. Eagles third down conversions. Eagles third down conversions is right. I think they're like one of four teams in the past 20 some years uh, to have an offer and third down conversions in the postseason. And of those teams, are the only team to not convert a fourth down in that game. So, Ofer on third and fourth down. Push, push. Not really helping them in this game, as we saw. I just think it was kind of crazy that, like, we jumped off sides twice on an extra point and a, a field goal, and it benefited us twice, right? Like, those are mistakes that usually come back to bite a team. In this case, it, like – absolutely gave us momentum back on that tush push stop right i mean that's probably the play of the game um, i i actually called it during the game that those are intentional fouls those were hack shacks that's that's mental that's <laughs> he's playing 5d chess todd bowls is or zion yeah, we, <laughs> yeah because you put them in a situation where they're going to take points off the board and then you've got them 
Never take points off. I the don't board. know about that. You know, them. Let's put them in range for the tush push, which has been. I think we rope and doped them personally. Successful this season. I think mental pretzel. I think we really just wrapped them up, and Sirianni got himself fired, taking points off the board. <laughs> like Maybe. a rat to the cheese. I can you imagine taking points off the board? You only got nine of them in the damn game. You right. did it twice. Just saying. Well, well, the 0 for 9 was right. If we move to our next by the number, we have 2 for negative 4. Is that rushes by Jalen Hurts? No. Would they happen to be carries of some sort? <laughs> they would not. Okay. What if I told that, you that you two, guys were just talking two, two, about pushes. it? That's the two tush pushes, right? No. Nope. It involves a touch push. Is that um... two fourth down attempts for negative four yards? Mm, no. Is that um, two tries that, or sorry, four points off the board after two um, offsides penalties? Is that exactly is that that's two penalties for negative four points? <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that one. Yes, yes. Two penalties, like Bryce said. You usually think accepting penalties is to the detriment of your team, to our benefit this game, as the Eagles wipe off four points um, and don't get double digits because of it. Thank you, Nick Sirianni. All right, and then the last number for you guys is six over four. Like a fraction? Baker Mayfield over Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's a good one, but not what I was thinking. No. Nah. Six over Six four. playoff one and wins a half. four seasons. That's it. Six postseason wins over the last four seasons. The Bucks most in the NFC. They are the most in the NFC, second in the NFL. This is actually, these six wins comprise half of the postseason wins in franchise history. <laughs> Act like you've been this there. This is the glory <laughs> years. Yes. So, Bucks fans, Buck Bros, if you're listening, you guys are living in the best time to be a Bucks fan. Just know that. It's a dynasty. It's our privilege. We cover Relatively the... Relatively yeah. We, as Buck Bros, get to cover the best, most exciting time in our, in our franchise's history. What a but, time to be alive. Hey, that was a good by the numbers. I like that. Nice job. That was great. I agree. Wow. That was very good. Sweet. <clears throat> All right. Well, John's before wide over there. I know John. I don't know what he's doing over there. <laughs> I I was trying, but I didn't know any of those answers, man. It wasn't very good for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. All right. We'll we'll let him speak before we get into the next round of the playoffs, and we have the privilege of speaking about that. Let's go through some of our what the bucks of Super Wild Card Weekend. And John, since you've been so quiet, why don't you lead us off here? What is your what the buck? Simple. I told you all the Cowboys were frauds all season. They hadn't beaten a team with a with a winning record until late in the game. And then they come out and they just get absolutely clapped around by the Green Bay Packers, who honestly have not looked all that good either. They backed into the playoffs as well. Um, it was really awesome to see. And the the Cowboys winning their division was the entire reason Philly ended up at home against the Bucks. And they got exposed. They are exposed really bad. Don't let that scoreline fool you at 48 to 32. It was, I believe, 40 to 16 at one point. It wasn't even close. The majority of those points came in the fourth quarter for the Cowboys in garbage time. That game was all but over. And my favorite part so far has been the crying Jerry Jones after all the games, like he didn't fire Tom Landry. Okay. Like you didn't turn one of the greatest sports institutions in America into a laughing stock sideshow. That's what you get you rich prick. And the other thing that really cheers me up is I think he was really expecting something great out of his Cowboys before he goes to court next month um, and potentially goes to jail for sexually assaulting people. Um, he's got a brand new daughter he just found out about after 28 years. This guy is a low-life scumbag. He is right up there with Robert Kraft on one of the worst owners in the league, and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And the fact that they were like, poor Jerry Jones didn't get, fuck him. Fuck Cowboys fans. That's what you get for believing in yourselves, okay? 
That's what you get for believing in yourselves. Welcome to the basement of the NFL. We were there for a long time. Now it's your turn. You're garbage. You're always going to be garbage. Can't have Landry back. They all thought it was going to, you know, the demons would be exercised because they allowed Jimmy Johnson into the Cowboys ring of honor this year. Oh, we've absolved the sin of not put him in our, one of our most winningest coaches ever into our ring of honor. Nope. Say <laughs> that game. I mean, probably the shocker of the weekend, right? Uh, I don't think anybody expected Green Bay to not only win, but the win the way they did. Uh, just beating up on the Cowboys defense. I wonder if Dan Quinn already had one foot in Seattle, ready to make that you know transition as head coach, as he speculated to be doing. Um, sure looked like it, because that defense did not come to play. And Dak and CeeDee Lamb must have had some fight before the game or something, because they were clearly off with each other. Well, yes, the Cowboys certainly underperformed. The NFC East more like the NFC least this super wildcard weekend, both Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah. I'm wondering, would you rather be an Eagles fan or a Cowboys fan currently? I mean, I'd rather be a WNBA fan than a fan of either of those. <laughs> saying if you were, not that we'd ever be. Uh, I'm just saying. Probably Eagles, right? Red pill, I mean, blue pill. Eagles were more recently, like, I mean, they were in a Super Bowl a year ago. Uh, their quarterback's not getting paid as much. I think the Cowboys are kind of like over leveraged with a quarterback that's a bum and haven't sniffed a Super Bowl in a long time. At least Philly, a lot of the pieces are there um, and relatively young. I don't know. They might have to pay Devont- uh, Devontae Smith soon, though. He's- yeah, I think Philly can rely on the fact, or um, Philly fans can kind of um, always have that 2017 Super Bowl in their back pocket for now, right? Where, to your point, Dallas hasn't sniffed the Super Bowl since 95. Uh, I was six years old, so. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Dallas is stuck with Jerry, so no thanks. He's going to die soon, though. He's old. Well, he's he's going to jail, apparently. Right, John? Is that, is, that, is that where he's going? <laughs> he, is facing, he is facing criminal charges for sexually assaulting a woman. Yeah in a press box and there are multiple witnesses so look man if this is what happens when people don't respect jail jerry jones ain't going to jail i'm just telling watson didn't have any witnesses everybody saw jerry witnesses no witnesses just victims just victims Deshaun may not have gone to jail but he definitely went to the bench but his replacement did not fare much better once the postseason turned bryce how was your viewing of the cleveland game yeah, uh, that was a bummer to watch that game. Not going to lie. I mean, first game of the weekend, you know, obviously my, as I mentioned on the episode or last week's episode, my wife is a big Brown supporter. Browns fan was also with a friend who's been a lifelong Brown supporter from Ohio. So we, you know, we were pumped, ready to go watch it. And then it happened, right? Um, yeah, Flacco, the clock struck midnight on Flacco. Uh, he looked like, the Flacco we saw with the New York Jets. Just not a whole lot there left in the tank. Um, two pick sixes in the second half that basically, you know, ended any chance of the Browns coming back in that game. Uh, C.J. Shroud obviously looked really good. Uh, the Texans definitely looked dangerous, right? Young team playing with house money, kind of what the Packers are like, kind of what the Bucks are like, right? Like this is, you know, these teams just got nothing to play for and they're feeling confident. They're ready to go, so... Uh, unfortunately, unhappy wife, but a happy life for me. Because <laughs> my team won, so I'm stoked. But uh, yeah, hopefully I, it's an unfortunate end to what was a really good Brown season. Hopefully they can continue that going forward and not fall back into being what the Browns are normally. Well, as we established, we can maybe agree Baker's the silver lining there. If she can't root for her team, maybe she can root for Baker and the Bucks as well. So, but yes, there's Joe... a guy in front of me at the game that was wearing a Cleveland Baker jersey. So he must have already been like, "All right, I'm, I'm double dipping." <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go to Buck Brozak now. 
Uh, you've got some beef with the Dolphins and the Chiefs? Well, yeah, I mean, that game was terrible to watch. I mean, I think that might have been the game I was looking forward to on our call last week. Anyhow, it was it was atrocious. Uh, I mean, I'll say something nice about the Dolphins. Uh, they're very hurt on defense, so like it's not their best team that they're putting out there. But that game was terrible. Um, Aquamarine is not a good color for that game. Uh, they looked really soft in the snow or cold or whatever. Tua has a baby arm. Uh, didn't wear a glove. I don't know how you don't wear a glove. You grew up in Hawaii. You played at Alabama. You now play in Miami. What makes you think you can barehand negative 30? I have no idea. He looked terrible. Um, the run Mahomes had, the long scramble, when the Dolphins players just didn't tackle him. To He ran between two defenders who just like patted him as he ran by. Um, I still obviously really hate the Chiefs. Like I come away from that game being like upset that the Dolphins laid an egg. Um, but still hating the Chiefs. They did all the normal Chiefs shit of whining for calls. Uh, Taylor Swift is wearing IP infringement merch that Kyle Juszczyk's wife made. Uh, she may get sued. I don't know. But it'd be Taylor's fault for putting it on the spotlight like that and having commentators say, like, that doesn't look like a Nike jacket. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the game was a shit show. Uh, I feel bad for Dolphins fans because I think they have, like, a cool team, you know, but do they? Tua, like, led the league in passing. Now they're saying, like, do we even keep Tua? I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Uh, the game sucked, though. I felt bad. I generally like Mike McDaniels, and I wanted him to beat the Chiefs, because who likes the Chiefs? But, you know, that's my what the Bucks. Dolphins. I want to know how much they there. were charging for beers at that game. The like, beers that froze instantly? $15.50 at Raymond James Stadium. If, it, if I bought a $15.50 beer just for it to freeze up instantly as soon as I pop it open, I'm, uh, you know, one, I'm, I'm not going to be dumb enough to go to that game. <laughs> I'll just drink my beer in my house. But secondly, I think I'd be pretty upset. I mean, at least your team's winning, I guess. But, you know. That was crazy. Those those videos of the beer like freezing and the water instantly freezing as soon as it gets out of the the fr the fridge. I, I just don't understand going to a game like that. All I, liquor. You got sneak your own liquor in. I was like, I'm way too Floridian just to be out there. I don't even want to live here. Okay, it's ridiculous. It was 40 degrees colder there than it was here with wind chill. I'm not having it, bro. Not gonna have it. No, there's no. We're not going. It's. Would you go to Ice Station Zebra to watch a football game? I don't think so, bro. Look like the fucking John Carpenter's a thing outside, and <laughs> no way, bro. I. And it wasn't even a good game because of it. You know what I mean? That you can't get traction, you can't run the ball. It's stupid. It's stupid to play a football game like that. I just. It's crazy that they moved the. I mean, I get the um, snow impacts more of you know clearing out the field and. This, you know, the um, stadium, right, for the Bills uh, Steelers game that they had moved to Monday. But I'm like, it, weren't they saying that, like, it, they were advising fans to, if you were coming to the game, cover all extremities. Otherwise, you're at risk for frostbite. Like, that's just crazy. Like, why is that safe? Move that game, like, one day, like, where it's not going to be so cold. Al Michaels would tell you it's the Taylor Swift effect, but they fired him. So you think Taylor had something to do on Sunday? So like, nope, you're going to have to play. She didn't have something to do. They need the Chiefs to win those games because they need the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes to be the face of the, of the NFL going forward. It's the script, Brett Price. Farm said that Taylor Swift is basically using Kelsey for his publicity. <laughs> that it's a money grab on Taylor's part. It's I don't think he quite money grab on Taylor Swift part. is. <laughs> Who said that? Brett Favre. Yeah. Isn't he in some, like, welfare scheme? Isn't that the guy who was addicted to Oxy? Too. Wasn't he addicted to Oxycontin? Yes. He was addicted okay. to Oxycontin, and he committed fraud against charity. That's my guy. Uh, allegedly. But, I know he's litigious. Sorry. Allegedly. But let's not pretend like the NFL doesn't have a hard-on for keeping – Kelsey and Taylor Swift, the front page of the weekend. Well, that, yeah, no shit. Right. Yeah. So they're, 
they're not going to do anything to give the opponent, the Chiefs opponent, an equal footing. They're not going to do anything to that whatsoever. The biggest tragedy is that we had to watch her attempt to swag serve, and she can't do that at all. I mean, no one in the stadium could, but that was atrocious. Uh, if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, do you think she just like walks down during Usher's halftime show and just like, oh, hey, I'll, I'll join you for a song here? Poor Usher. Usher. Yeah. They're going to be looking at her more than him, and he's the goddamn halftime artist. Half the shots for the halftime show are just her reaction to Usher. Her dancing <laughs> offbeat to an Usher yeah. song? Hell yeah. Well, let me let me round out this section again, yeah. and we can Take press on here. Uh, for my what the buck, I chose the Matt Stafford incident. For those of you who may not have seen, Matt Stafford got very hit very hard, and there's a little close up of where his eyes look like they rolled in the back of his head. He looks concussed. Uh, he was left in the game. Uh, he did not get ushered into any type of concussion protocol or anything similar to what we saw with Julio in our game. So uh, I thought that's just a what the buck on the league's part because that's a premier player uh, and he looked bad. I don't, I did not like what I saw on the TV. So didn't get ushered. Huh? Ah, oh, uh, all right. All right. All right. Well, that's going to round out super wildcard weekend. We as Bucks fans get to press on to the divisional round. And the divisional round, we're taking on Detroit coming off their first playoff win in over three decades. So we're going to Detroit. It's Sunday at three. All right, guys. What are our keys to the game? How are we going to come out of Detroit and maybe provide a little prediction? Let's start with you, Buck Bro, Zach. Okay. I think one of the big things we need to try to take advantage of is the the potential for Detroit to come out a little flat just from the emotional hangover. Because I think there was a lot invested in that first game. Um, and so it's always a key to the game to start fast, but I feel like there's going to be an opportunity to do so because the Lions, there's no way they can match the hive of that first playoff game at home in 30 years and the win. They've all been, <clears throat> I'm sure, over-celebrating it. So I'd like to think, take advantage of the fact that maybe they felt like they've already done something, right? And and catch them sleeping. Um, otherwise, LA showed you in the first half, right? You can touch this team up. You know, Detroit made great adjustments and you know concussion staff would probably helped a little too but um you can get after the team i think we know when we played them that there were just a few breaks that didn't go our way and we missed a few shots and it really spun us out so i think just start fast and you know brian i'm probably stealing your thunder but like baker be confident don't yip i mean that lions game is like the great example of like a yippy baker will sink us a baker who isn't decisive won't pull the trigger, he will he will sink us. So uh, that to me, it's really just Baker, and then just start fast. I think you know who they have weapons. Laporte is getting healthy again. Amon Ra is very good. They have two great running backs. I'd like to think you know we can match up you know well with their running game. Try to, but to me, it's more about just like sound football. Baker, be confident. Don't make mistakes. Because we know what happens when we make mistakes against this team and when we're not confident. We lose 20 to 6 in the best jerseys in football. I was just rewatching the highlights. I forgot they were Cream Skull. So, yeah. Oh, they look so good. I wish we could bring them out for this game. I know. I was just thinking that. Oh, we're the whites. No, no. Those are loser. I love the uniforms, but they're loser uniforms. But you've never seen a lot of losing in those uniforms. Those uniforms didn't sniff the playoffs. Okay. So, Uh, they're. I mean, early in there. And then, you know, uh, from 70, what, 9 to 82. And then from 82 to 97, uh, they didn't saying, the playoff. Those uniforms did play in the playoffs. Uh, but we never see the whites. When's the last time you saw the road unis for the creamsicles? I, not not you know, since. The white creamsicles? Have you ever seen us wear those since no, we retired the jersey? We don't need to bust them out at a home game. Well, why not bust That's them out? because they're not a legal uniform for us anymore. I'm just, I will die on the hill that I'd like to see us wear the, the road ones, but that's okay. White's a clean color. That's a clean, that's a clean colorway. That white with the cream accent. I don't know if there's a, it's, it's a helmet rule, I thought. Like, couldn't you? They bust lifted that, the though. They lifted the helmet rule, but you could only have one throwback, and the throwback we chose was the solid cream school, which is the home color. That makes sense. 
Well, I think um, I agree with all your points, Zach, on keys to the game. Like getting out fast like we did against the Eagles will be imperative. But I think both teams are going to kind of be coming in confident, right? Uh, Detroit's riding the high from winning their first playoff game 31 years. We're coming off a high, you know, taking it to the Eagles and kind of cementing our underdog status, right, and embracing that underdog status. So I think we got to just continue um, coming out hot and aggressive and physical. Uh, this is a very physical team, right? As you continue in the playoffs, it only gets harder and more physical. Uh, Detroit has a really good offensive line. Aiden Hutchinson's a really good um, pass special, pass rush specialist. They have a, a very physical defense. Uh, they're very stout against the run, too. I think they're the number one run defense in the league. Uh, so are we, right? So I think it's going to come down to Baker versus golf, kind of like it did in the first game. Um, if Baker can have the confidence that he's had or, you know, from that Green Bay and Jacksonville game and even this Eagles one, right? So it was good to see Baker get some confidence going into this because that's very important that he has the confidence to kind of sling it around and go deep, take some deep shots. With, you know, their secondary is not all that great. We can definitely beat their secondary. Um, so that comes to my second point. Don't drop balls. Stop dropping balls, okay? What do we drop, like six, seven passes in the Monday night game? The Key most. had like three. Uh, Mike had two big drops. So I hope those guys are on the jugs machine um, this week and just repping, repping, repping because we got to catch the balls. When they're thrown at you and they're at you, catch the ball. They hit your hands, better catch the ball. That's a key to the game. Put um, gloves on, Cade. <laughs> What's up? Cade needs to put gloves on. <laughs> I don't know why he, I don't know why he thinks he's got to be more man. This is Zach and the assault on players who don't wear gloves. To, uh, I think it's Cade. so stupid. No. I think it's so stupid. We have the technology. I don't know why you don't use it. You're not better for doing it that way. But I did, uh, while I have the mic, stat of the day, stat of the week, playoff stat of the week. Teams that scored first were 6-0 and this weekend. Start fast. Get going. That's it. Well, you definitely want to get out to an early lead to take the crowd out of it, right? Like, if the crowd gets into it in Detroit, it's going to be tough on our offense to really get anything moving. So that brings me to my third key. We need turnovers, probably. Like, we need to create some turnovers in this game. Um, in the second half of the season, you know, golf had a tendency to – throw interceptions and um, if we can take advantage of a couple and flip the field or get really good field position for our offense, I think that'll be a key to your point, Zach, to hopefully, you know, maybe a couple early turnovers to start fast early and put the pressure on them. Um, if we can do all those things, I think we have a good chance, but this will be tough. The Lions are a good team. Uh, so we're in for a battle. Let me tell you something about this Lions team. Okay. Looking at their schedule, looking back, Against good teams, they don't particularly look very good. And this was a game where they were being beaten by the Rams. They gave up 100 more yards uh, total. Uh, they gave up more third downs, more fourth downs. They they were losing to this Rams team. They got off to a hot start going up 14-3, to and then they just petered out from there. Their team slowly, slowly started giving that game up, and... I didn't even realize the Rams were a potential playoff team until they announced this shit a couple weeks ago. So I think this is a team we can beat. They started off real strong, much like the Cowboys and the Eagles, and they kind of rode that wave into the playoffs. And I think this is a team we should be able to go in there and beat. And I think this is a team, if Mike can get out of his own head and catch the football, we should beat this team pretty handedly. So I'm going to call it. Don't you all even worry about it. 32-24 Buccaneers. Oh, all right. How many right. times do you think in the history of the NFL a team has scored the same amount of points in back-to-back -back playoff games? All right. 30 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> got him. You got him. All right. <laughs> he offered him a second door, and John's like, "Take, I'll take it. New odds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody who previously said their statements want to offer up a prediction before we start? Score? Yes. Bryce, you go first. All right. Well, I 
don't think we'll score 32. Um, I, I didn't think we'd score 32 against the Eagles. So who knows, right? Uh, that was definitely uh, a great number. I think John said 31, right? Like you were pretty damn close, uh, just over. But I'm going to go with Bucks 24, Lions 21. Lake okay. Wins it. Okay. 28, 27 Bucks. Oof. Okay, so before I give my prediction, the keys every I agree with everybody, obviously, like always. Um, you know, I feel like one of the keys to the game, you know, you, you said it, Zach, they're gonna be on they're maybe gonna have to recheck their emotions because they've invested so much in the first game. Um, that Detroit may come out a little bit flat because of that investment. I also think the Bucks have to kind of check themselves as well because the Eagles were a team in turmoil and they were kind of ripping apart at the seams before they got here. Detroit's going to be very much the opposite kind of team. They're kind of building up. And so we kind of have to check ourselves and just be ready for a fight. This is a team that's going to give us a punch. You know, the Eagles never really pushed back. We got to be ready for pushback. We got to be ready for, you know, 12 rounds of blows and hard knocks. So, you know, you'd like to start fast. You'd like to do all the things you did against the Eagles. Um, but this is going to be a different game. So my key to the game, if we could do what we did against Jalen Hurts, which was pressure Jared Goff with like two and a half seconds, he got pressured like Hurts got pressured two and a half or like what 13 times in under two and a half seconds. If we can do that to Jared Goff and really get him disconcerted, I like our chances a lot better. So getting after Jared Goff, dialing up those pressures, Todd Bowles, and uh and getting him uncomfortable, number one priority, and then starting fast, like you all said. Uh and I will say, you know, I didn't give him enough credit last game for points scored. So I'll go higher. I'll say 31. 20. I'll, I'll give us a big, big score here. 31 20. No. You don't think it's close. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping. Who knows? Shot in the dark. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I, I wish I shared the optimism of you guys. I, I, I want that to happen. So, damn it. All right. 31 it is, or 32. Let's go with 30, <laughs> what did you say? 32, John? Exactly the same amount. I did say uh, 32. 32-24 was my, was my prediction. Bucket, let's do it. Two-score game, boys. Bucket. 32-24, two score. scores. That's oh, eight points. Fine, 33-24. I think this is a game we win. I, I don't know. I feel good about it because no one's going to believe we can win. I think deep down, if we were trying to be reasonable with ourselves, we also don't think we can win. But fuck that shit, man. I like Baker Mayfield. I don't I don't know, man. He looked really swaggy, bro. He looked real comfortable. It, when the kid looks good, he looks phenomenal. And he found everybody. You know what I mean? He found more. He found Trey Palmer. He got the ball to Mike early. He got Godwin there in the end zone. I The kid looks good. Rashad White looked fucking strong. You know what I mean? Everybody was playing out of their minds. I think it, you're a more you're more dangerous when no one expects you to be there. Look at the Texans. You're more dangerous when no one expects you to be there. Look at the Packers. I like a team that was written off and discounted with a young and hungry quarterback. I I would look out. If I was the Lions, I might be patting myself on the back and saying, hey, we got our one win because this is going to be a tough one. Even I don't even care if it's in Detroit. This is going to be a tough one. They better treat this like their NFC championship game because this one might get away from them. I mean, that clip of uh, Baker throwing that touchdown to Chris, <laughs> he is feeling it, man. Yeah, that was fun. That, to that throw confused me. I thought he was going for Mike. I thought but it was also, a duck. like live. I was just like, "What the hell? Where's he throwing?" And then I'm like, "Oh, Godwin's got a chance. Oh, the cornerback has no idea where the ball is. All right, great touchdown." <laughs> Chris Godwin's like turn around catch and then fall into the end zone was such yeah, a slick move. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it was so clean. I swear you saw him like do one of these. Like, well, am I good? No, I'll just step right back here. All right. <laughs> it was yeah. It when you're when you've got a guy making plays like that under duress, he was getting ready to get murdered, and he just slings it up there. And instead of it, that's something that Baker Mayfield does better than any other quarterback I've ever seen play for the Bucks. Is that under duress, third and long, fourth and long, when it's necessary. He's a winner. He's a winner in those scary situations. And that's what makes him, in my opinion, my favorite Bucks quarterback in many, many, many years. I, I mean, we live and die by Baker for sure. Uh, when he's feeling it and is confident, it's I mean, it's it's hard not to to think we're gonna prevail. Well, it's I just mean, you see him check out though at times. He didn't last week. That's awesome. He's done many games this week this year. He hasn't checked out. He's been really in it. But um he he like part of part of like the way he plays makes you think that like he's a little sensitive little guy because like if things are not going his way, I feel like he just like is out of there. Like he's just he 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 does this thing where like when he's not feeling it, he's getting pressured. He straight ass looks at the ground. Like he looks down with the ball in the pocket. It's the craziest thing. But I was just thinking, I was gonna say I'm like, you can say that about any team though. Like every team that is gonna win a Super Bowl is gonna live and die by their quarterback. Like you don't think the Bills don't live and die by Josh Allen. You don't think the Ravens live and die by Lamar Jackson. So I I agree. Like we're gonna go as Baker goes. If Baker keeps playing the way he has been playing, um, we we'll, we'll put in a good fight. So I think already... other teams can can handle like like to say like the Ravens. That's a very complete team. Like I think an off night from Lamar does not bury them. As some of at, these at teams this round it does at, at this stage. If Lamar has an off night, yeah, I think it does bury them. Okay, like, all he's right. Got these you're best player needs to be your quarterback and he needs to produce at this stage if you want to advance in the playoffs is baker our best player yes <clears throat> okay who's better i won't go that far but he's definitely okay. our leader like he's definitely who everybody the offense is only going to go as far as baker goes so that i yeah i agree with that i just don't think yeah. the whole team i think the offense like in our case like baker because the rest of the team maybe isn't as complete as other teams certainly can't suffer a down night from Baker, but I think teams have managed with off nights from a quarterback. I'm not saying three interceptions off, but like they didn't have to light the world on fire. Like they maybe had a decent game, but like Baker sometimes it feels like he has to like get that confidence. He has to play like he's about to conquer, you know, Rome or something. So here's how I'm we, here for. here's how we should end this discussion. And I'm ready to have it is Baker wins another game maybe two is baker the mvp two were in the super bowl so i don't like right <laughs> but but two wins is, is is baker the mvp they've already voted he can't as like the postseason has no bearing on regular season they've closed all the bullshit. ap voting the only thing yeah. he could win is comeback player of the year which he won't because he didn't die and then come back to life which is which is bullshit because yes, like ultimate comeback though like, it is came yeah. back to life that's just yeah. <laughs> He cheated death. How many people in the NFL <laughs> cheated death on live television? The I don't know. Somebody, he's the Deathly Hallows, bro. He's got he's got to get the award. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, I think it's BS to call Lamar the MVP when he's like always been a great player on a really good team, and they remained a really good team. It's not like he took a crappy team and made them a lot better. Like the Ravens are a good football team. I mean, if you're trying to say Baker's made this crappy team a playoff team, I, I disagree because there's plenty of players on this roster that were part of a Super Bowl. Um, right, you're the one. You're the one who's saying that had nothing to do with Tom Brady, right? So obviously the roster was there. I think it, Baker though it had a little bit to do with Tom Brady. Baker has elevated his team certainly. I think Matt Stafford could have won a Super Bowl with that team. He won one with another team. That's what I'm saying. I, Tom Brady, everybody looks like Tom Brady when you're comparing him to Jameis Winston. Even Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that cuts both ways, doesn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But Baker, Baker with the same exact team is playing better than Brady did last year. 
Well, Baker earned Todd Bowles his first playoff win. So Baker there have been other changes on the two teams, but Brady did last season. I'll I'll definitely go on record to say that he's played better than Brady did last season. Baker is in a vacuum, Brady. I guess. I just don't know. It's like it's not in a vacuum. Like there's so many other like the context is important. Brady was playing on a team that like the first two downs were going to be a ru- are going to be a rush for one yard and the negative one yard. Brady had a guy who didn't know how to read calling plays. It seemed. Uh, I don't know. The line was definitely not as good last year as it is this year. Maybe that's a coaching difference. I don't know. But the team is better this year. I think the team is playing as a better unit this year. The draft picks have have been helpful. I think we did a good job of restocking. Um, I'm just I I guess I'll be the person who defends Tom Brady. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, uh. <laughs> oh man, what an unenviable position to be in. <laughs> yeah, where is he now? Oh, that's right, not on this team. Yeah. He's just buying a team, no big deal. You know. All right, well, before we wrap up, is there any other game you guys are looking forward to this coming weekend? We get four to choose from. Yeah, I guess, Bill's three others. Bill's Chiefs. Clearly, it's Bill's Chiefs, right? Give me Mahomes crying, please. That's all I want. Is anybody going to say Ravens, Texans? Bill's Chiefs is like the new Colts, Patriots. Patriots, yeah. yeah. It's finally going to be in Buffalo. Finally, Mahomes has to try to win a game in the postseason, not at home. I I guess that's the one I'm looking forward to because that's the only other game I'm going to be able to see. So I want to see the I want to see the Chiefs lose. That shit would really cheer me up. Um, but I, I really, I don't want to discount if the Packers pull the upset. Oh here we go. I knew, <laughs> yeah, it. I knew this was coming. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. The no, 10 point saying, dogs. The Packers pull the upset. We go into Detroit to start that game, knowing a win brings us home for the NFC championship. Well, as does Detroit. The same. Yeah. As does Detroit. They know that they win. <laughs> they get a home game. <laughs> I called it at the beginning of the season that you the did. did not win a playoff. You've been Nostradamus so far the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's all right say you just get everything right here. What what is what is what does he say in fucking the Wolf of Wall Street? I ask people not to judge me on my winners, but to judge me on my losers because I have so few. Yeah. So <laughs> fuck y'all. I'm gonna watch that Packers game and root. I won't root for the Packers. I can't do that. But I will watch and hope the Niners lose. Yeah, the uh, the IRS allows you to, to deduct TNA. TNA. Yeah, TNA. TNA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John, you said every underdog, and underdogs went four and two? I was wrong. Oh, that's, uh, as far as I'm concerned, saying, like, every underdog will win, and then more than half of them do, right? Because only the Steelers and Chiefs won as favorites? Uh. Yeah, right. and so and then I didn't expect them to move the Steelers game, and I really didn't. When I made that call, I didn't realize how cold it was going to be in the Chiefs game. Is but... there another favorite that that won? Texans not a favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the Lions. Sorry. Okay, you went half and half, three and three. I will Lions say the Bucks are eight and one against the spread on the road this season. So if that trend continues, also good news. We also play better on the road. We do have more wins. Of uh, the nine, five are on the road. Oh yeah, I guess five and five. But for the regular season, it was five on the road, four at home. So Baker on the road this season: eighteen touchdowns, three interceptions, sixty-six point two percent completion percentage. Yeah, that's my guy. Total quarterback rating of a hundred point two. That's uh, that's my boy, bro. On the road, the you know road. he has the second best QBR for a playoff quarterback with at least three games uh, over the last, I think, twenty-something seasons. Mahomes is the the first, but he's second. Well, he's two and one in the playoffs, right? He has a winning he record. He's two and one. And he I was expecting one of the by the numbers team. to be uh, one. For the number of Bucks quarterbacks to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns uh, in a playoff game. What's their uh, What's their stadium? Ford Field. Ford Field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody in the press conference asked Todd Bowles, "How do you feel like your team will respond in the cold weather in Detroit?" And he goes, "It's a dome." In the airport, like when they leave the when they <laughs> when they walk to the charter bus. 
don't know. I don't know how the we wind played works. a dome, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's just get the word out now. Yeah. That is a crazy split, though, John. If that, that if his rating is 102, because his overall rating is like 70 something. That's like a crazy split. If his, I mean, 18 to tells you how, ratio is pretty damn good. Tells you how bad he is at home, though, if it averages out to be in the 70s and he's got 102 on the road. Well, if no straight, John Jamis are over there, is great. We'll have another home game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Go we, back, go. Based on those stats, do we hope for another home game? I know. Yeah, that's that's, that's why I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Did we get the one good home game just now? <laughs> Maybe he got the monkey off his back for the home game, and now, now go. he's good either way. I, I think that's QBR versus um, quarterback rating. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah that makes more sense. Um, he does take more sacks on the road, uh, but yeah, he, he plays, he plays out of his mind on the road at at home. He's at 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions, uh, but on the road, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions. Much better. Yeah. Let's hope road Baker continues. That's going to do it for us here at the Buck Bros podcast. We're going to hope we get to see you guys next week for a championship preview. But for now, let's go Bucks in the divisional round. Can I get a go Bucks? Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Six and a half point underdogs. Yeah, I saw something on, I don't know if it was real, but I saw something on Twitter that the nosebleeds were going for $2,300. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. $2,300. In Detroit with their economy? That's crazy, bro. Yeah, I'm like, what? who, who in Detroit's going to be paying those kind of prices? That's a year's rent Detroit, That's like dog. That's like mortgage on your home in Detroit, yeah. you know? I mean, they've been saving up for three decades, I guess. That's fair. I've watched a <laughs> lot of hardcore pond, bro. Just- asking to be spent yeah. i watch a lot of hardcore pawn there are not a lot of people walking around detroit with twenty three hundred dollars no